0: Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Richard Herring. Thank you very much. Thank you. Welcome to The Stand, the finest comedy club in the world. Uh, this is Richard Herring's Edinburgh Fringe Podcast. The uh, audience today for you at home are sitting a, 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 a step away. There's The front row is all empty, so the second row becomes the front row. So that's, that's a pointless waste of time, wasn't it? It's in the second row because now you're the front row, you idiots. You bow-tied buffoon! It's um, a man in a bow-tie. Uh, and, uh, but it's slightly, it makes it sinister. It's sort of like being in Planet of the Apes, uh, and uh, the, all the apes are kind of gathered around me in their court, and I'm in the central aisle, so I'm a bit intimidated and afraid. Uh, but uh, w- welcome, you're most welcome to the show. Uh, it's called Rich Tang's Edinburgh Fringe Pet Podcast, or all the cool kids call it Rehef. Oh, yeah, Rehef, I like that, the man just went Rehef. Rehef. <laughs> I think that should be the new way we do it, just Rehef. Uh, what's, what's your story then, old uh, bow tie man? What's your name? name your name is Jack. And what's going on with the You're a young man yeah. with a kind of monkey's mop top hairstyle. <laughs> hey, hey, we're the monkeys. And uh, i mean like the band, the monkeys. I'm not saying you're a PG chip teacher. <laughs> PD. <laughs> I'm not saying you're a paedophile. That's why I'm not saying. <laughs> Because I, mean, I think you probably are still a child, so I don't know, technically if a child has sex with a child. It's an interesting uh, philosophical conundrum, but uh, how old are you, Jack? I'm 23. 23, you look so much younger than that. What's with the bow tie, is this, uh, are you in a show or are you just kind of uh, an idiot? idiot. You're just an idiot, that's good. Are you, going out with, are you going out with Jack? No. Do you know him, is he just kind of come and sat next to you? Because there's a couple next to Jack who, uh, who are dressed in a more normal fashion. Uh, you, you are with him, you do know him. Is he, is he a bit of a card? Is he one of your favourites? That's good. Are you, are, you do, are you in a show, Jack? No. No, I can't believe that. You must do a show next year. You honestly, I'll, I'll get you. I'm going to manage you. We're going to work this out. We'll get you on it. Because all, all the young comedians wear T-shirts, right? And you can be there in a bow tie. And then people go, who's that? Who's that maverick? <laughs> <laughs> They're, they, still they still wouldn't come. Maybe not, but you know, we could work on it together. You seem like a nice dad. What do you do, do, you do for a living? I'm a You're a photographer. Wow, he's really cool. Are you uh, one of his photographer models that he's met in the studio? No. Are you one of his photographer models? That, oh, I'm glad about that because, yeah, <laughs> that would be a horrific thing to think of you. <laughs> so, no offence, sir. He's a very hairy bearded man. <laughs> An attractive lady in the middle who I'd prefer to see as a model. But I wouldn't like to see Are you hairy all the way down, sir? Or is it, it, it just cut out of the neck? It's past, it passes, so we'll maybe get you up later and let everyone have a look. Would you be? Yeah. Um, what, do, what do you do for a living? You're uh, a sound engineer. You're a sound engineer. Cool. You're the, the audience are very cool today. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I've had accountants all the way. It's been a wall-to-wall accountants, yeah. apart from a biochemist we had yesterday, who was very exciting. Uh, that's good. What's your name, sir? It's Greg. Greg. That's nice. And what's your name? Raya. Raya. Wow. You three. Wait. You're way too cool to be in here. That's the thing. This. My fans are not cool. So that's. I thought he had a bow tie, I thought he's a typical nerdy idiot, but he's actually kind of, he's gone beyond nerdy, hasn't he? He's taken it to the level where it's actually cool again, isn't it? That's what he's, t- fuck. Uh, I have to look, look, there's a bloke who's more like a nerd. there he is in his, how are you doing? What's your name, mate? Phil. Phil! What do you do for a living? Uh, I'm a psychological therapist. You're a psychological therapist? Fucking hell. Oh, no, <laughs> oh no it's comedy gold he says no it's just scary uh because i'm just uh, all the time thinking i mean i'm you know i'm, I'm analyzing myself all the time anyway on stage but i'm sort of worried uh, that you'll see through me to my broken core um but uh thank you for coming along uh right well so uh what we do we have you know we have a chat there's later on there's a chance to win some prizes there aren't so many prizes today for some reason it seemed like i've had a cornucopia of prizes for you can win that. as it occurs to me complete pumpkin which is everything, it's just the whole show, plus loads of The Secret Stand-Up that never went out online and a poster. It's brilliant. No one's buying it. Um, <laughs> www.gofasterstripe.com. The problem with that is that it's, most of it's available for free online. But not all of it. But, you know, you've had it for free, you fuckers, go and buy it. What's wrong with this? 15 fucking quid. <laughs> uh, and uh, you can win uh, £40 pounds of wine. Yeah, now you are perked up, Jack. Haven't you got that? Do you like drinking, eh? So, do you ever, when you're photog- photographing women, do you ever go, yeah, that's nice, that's nice, just slip your top off? Do you ever do that? Just, just, sli- <laughs> do, you ever, do you use that line? Because I would do that. Just, that's right, that's nah, just slip your top off. And then if you say it casually enough, they kind of do it, right? Is that how it works? I, mean, I don't really talk to women. You don't talk to women? <laughs> 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 You don't photograph them or you don't talk to them. You just photograph them without them knowing. Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> Through their window. Just wait for them to slip their top off or on their own volition. And you can win tickets to Lee Camp who was on the show the other day. Uh, brilliant uh, American comedian. And uh, the best of Scottish comedy. Um, which, you know... <laughs> It's it going to make an awful joke. But it's actually got like Fred McCauley and Susan Coleman, I think, are in that. So that is actually a fucking brilliant show. And I say that as if it wouldn't be. Uh, and I'm in Scotland. I'm just going to get punched in the face. Um, I, I love Scotland. If you're, if, you're, uh, if you're listening to Radio 4 this evening at 6.30, you can hear me talk about Scotland some more in Richard Herring's Objective. There's a little, a little tip. That's again, is free. You don't have to pay for that. Well, you paid, you've already paid for it via your license fee, I suppose. Uh, so the intimidating circle of, uh, of people uh, is, is putting... There's a smell of garlic bread. Can you smell that? Mmm. I haven't had my lunch yet. I'm getting very hung. <laughs> if you put, it's just we're painting an aural an picture for the people at home. So the, uh, the news is... On the, on the way here, I'm, I'm enjoying that. I'm not going and seeing any fucking shows, I have to tell you. And it's a shame. I've seen Dead Snow... Which is of DVD, <laughs> and, uh, which is really good, uh, and uh, I've seen Barry Cry, who isn't on anymore. and I've seen Catherine Ryan, who was very good. Uh, but I'm enjoying the street, the theatre, the theatre in the street. Yesterday, as I was walking up to my show at like eight, eight o'clock in the evening, I went up one of those little windy kind of cobbled streets that you have uh, here in Edinburgh, and there were some, I'd say, 14-year-old, a gang of, like, 14-year-old, slightly feral Scottish girls uh, sitting in the, halfway down this alley with a big bottle of iron brew which was half full, which they were filling up with a bo- bottle of vodka, and they were all shouting at each other, I mean, and so Scottish, they, for a moment I thought they were, like, Scandinavian. They, I, couldn't, I couldn't understand what they were saying, then I realised it was in English. Uh, and they were spilling it. I'm spilling uh, it together, is going on my leg! And it was brilliant. It was a, i And that five stars for that. Uh, uh, LAUGHTER it was a, a look into the world that I didn't understand. But, you know, there's part of me thought, oh, God, that's terrible, 14-year-old kids drinking vodka. But I fucking used to do that up Cheddar Gorge. So, it's you know, it's, I, think, I don't want to turn into one of those old people who goes, oh, it was different in our day. No one drank alcohol uh, and got drunk when they were 14. But it was a terrifying thing to see. Um, they'll all be pregnant within a year. Because um, I raped them all. Um, <laughs> no. It's too early in the day for jokes. Like, t- they were drunk, they, you know. Had- there was way too much iron brew in the bottle. I wanted to tell them. They had like a little bottle of vodka and they were pouring it into a massive bottle of iron brew. There was still, t- it was just like, like drinking iron brew with a bit of a kick, that's uh, nice. Um, and on the way here, I saw an amazing thing on the way here, which I don't know if I'll be able to really describe it in, but I was, as I was passing Harvey Nichols, your posh uh, shop here in Scotland, which is there are other branches available elsewhere, um, there was a woman wheeling like a real old fashioned pram, like you know, those old style prams. But like it was obviously new. It wasn't like a, it was someone had made it, so it'd been specially made. A very kind of posh pram, like those open ones, you know. Do you know what I'm talking about? And you push them like that rather, rather than buggies, they're open prams. There was a little baby sitting in there, uh, with and it was all pink, sort of all nicely bedecked out, and they, the baby had a little Harvey Nick's back that it was playing with and trying to open, looking up at his posh mother. Uh, trying to go and going, look, looking really excited. The baby was about six months old and looked really excited, as if it knew that it was posh, and and that Harvey Nix was good. You know, that had a Harvey Nix going. This is amazing. It was like the opposite of the what it was the bookends, wasn't it? The opposite side of what I saw yesterday with the vodka and the iron brew is the way the other half lives. This is why the country is going to descend into anarchy and be destroyed uh, by those feral children because of the posh. I and mean, it was kind of sickening but amazing to see. What's the point in buying a baby, giving a baby something for Harvey? I mean, it might not have even been for it, but it it seemed like like a you know again like a piece of street theatre where someone those two things both seem to have been created by a really bad dramatist going yeah let's get some Scottish girls shouting at each other drinking iron brew and vodka that would that's what happens uh, and then let's get a really posh woman in a ridiculous with a ridiculous pram and a posh baby um, it's sort of it was good. You, know, it's, but you don't need to go and see anything. That's what I'm saying. Photograph through windows and don't go and see anything. It's all good fun. But uh, anyway, look, I'm going to bring on my guest who I think is going to have a lot of very interesting uh, stories. Uh, he's a terrific comedian uh, and uh, from America. He's, oh, don't be scared. He's still nice. He's still nice. He is not responsible for what the rest of the country have done, only partially. Uh, will you please welcome the incredible Dave Fulton, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> How you doing? How's, how's things?
1: Uh, tricks are good, man. Yeah,
2: good. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. definitely, definitely. Oh, yeah. I want to add something to your, uh, your prize fund. Oh, bin. brilliant, good. Uh, I have a hay uh, hey fucker hat. So, cool, uh, brilliant. Guaranteed to uh, uh, make people look at you in disdain in England and get you punched in Scotland. So <laughs> that's good. That will be
0: added to the prize fund, that's terrific. So how are you doing, today? Are you having a nice Edinburgh?
1: Yeah, it's been a, it's been um, it's been interesting. It's been really interesting. It's uh, this is not my first one. This is my fifth one. Uh, I haven't been around in a while because um, I've had something the comics are not used to having. It's called a um, um, a life and. Uh, <laughs> So no, and it's been—it uh, has kind of changed. Um, timing is everything, obviously, with comedy. And uh, I'm on at 11:20 at night, so uh, <laughs> which is quite late for most people. I've had a lot of friends of mine going, "Man, I wanted, you know, i was going to see your show," and then I looked at my watch and realized um, it was three in the morning, and uh, I was hammered and vomiting on a child. So I thought oh, it's too late to see you, and I'm like, "Bring the kid." <laughs> um, but uh, no, it's been—it's uh, been really interesting. I—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm working the stand, which is like no pressure. You know, it's not like I have somebody over me going, no, you've got to do more jokes about sunburn so you can get on and mock the fucking the cock thing. And, the, uh, <laughs> and so, no, it's been great. It's yeah, great. yeah, yeah, yeah. What's,
0: what's the show about this year? Uh,
1: it's all, you know what? I uh, I didn't want to necessarily do joke joke stuff. Um, I just started talking about stuff that's actually happened to me and things that um, yeah. are, are not very nice that I've done in the past. And, um, and it, it's great. It's really fun. I, I, one of the reviewers actually said, you'll find yourself laughing at things that you know you shouldn't be laughing at. And um, so yeah, it's about anything from uh, I used to do some bad things, uh, drug dealing, grave robbing, things like that. And uh, <laughs> did you
0: really do grave robbing? Yeah,
1: really. What? Really got what? talked <laughs> into
0: that. Was, well, I want to know about that. That's why I'm more interested in, that in the drug dealing. So what was what was? I was stabbed too. But were you? Say, uh, yeah. why, while you were great by one of the corpses? No, no, did they come stabbed. alive and stab you.
1: I talk about it at the Fuck. beginning of the show. I'm rooting you're, you're never going to come see the show because it's, uh, it's going to be 11:29. You're going to be passed out. I uh, I was uh, when I was 19 years old, a buddy might stab me with a uh, an ice pick for having with his wife well wow. and um and rightly so you yeah so, uh, <laughs> you say fair yeah. play fair play yeah it, it, I, yeah i wasn't i wasn't the first one she was doing internet porn before there was an internet <laughs> uh, so uh yeah he's me with an ice pick and i have a scar underneath my chest so i show it to the people to let them know that when i say this really happened i'm not one of these comics saying this really happened and it's bullshit <laughs> yeah. so uh, but, um yeah yeah so yeah a what of my- got you
0: into grave robbing and what, what- for What per- I mean, you're not from 19th century Edinburgh, you're not no, selling, no, the, no, you're no, selling the bodies for I'm medical not, research. What I'm, was going on?
1: I'm not being directed by a, a, a freaking freak, hyperactive uh, John Landis, um, <laughs> horrible movie, but uh, with friends of mine in who were brilliant. Uh, no, I uh, a buddy of mine, we I was living in Idaho, which is where I'm from, and uh, a friend of mine said, Hey, we got to make money, and, and we used to go out and you know, sell wood and some other stuff, and he. We were really high and drunk one night, and he said, you know, they bury old people with all the jewelry. (laughs) And I went, really? And um, one thing led to another, including shovels. In in
0: in ancient Egypt they did that. I'm not sure they did that in Idaho. (laughs) Well, the weird thing is, is what you don't know when you're younger and you're drunk is um, they
1: lock those casket lids down. And uh, so I never actually saw the body. We we, we couldn't get get the lid open. And... uh, Wow, amazing. I didn't know something you wouldn't know. I'm they locked I, lock. I was trying to pry the thing open and my buddy who was there who's who's a it was a junkie now. He said, um, <laughs> he said, "What the fuck is wrong with this goddamn coffin lid?" And I said, "I don't know, maybe he's holding it from the other side." <laughs> and then he laughed so hard he vomited and then I got, I got out, of the, out of the hole and then the poor cemetery guy running the place probably came out the next morning and saw this hole with shovels and beer bottles and vomit and went, "Oh, fuck, another one got away." So, <laughs> So yeah, yeah. So you're
0: an unsuccessful grave robber then. You you built it up a bit. I was expecting.
1: Well, you know all the stuff in my shows is about stuff I didn't want to get out when my mom was still alive and my dad is old and forgetful now. So um I figured, you know, because the problem with the internet is when you put it on the internet, it's there forever. It's yeah. never going to go away. This is on the internet now. Yeah. This is, so, uh, this but my dad doesn't know what a podcast is. <laughs> no, good. He thinks that's where, like, um, you know, uh, butterflies come from. So, um, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's frightened by things like iPads. So, uh, <laughs> but no, so this is, this, you know, he won't even look this shit up. I mean, and, and if he and says, does that really happen? I'm like, oh, dad, I'm just writing jokes. And i go, all right. <laughs> my
0: and so you would be. This is way before you became a comedian. Then so you would. You yeah, were, way you, before. You were, way before.
1: Yeah, I actually went to. I went to university. I got a master's in music composition. Okay. And um, and I, I used to teach climbing and do guide services with uh, rock climbing, ice climbing, things like that. And um, you know, God, I was uh was a miner for a while and a logger. Uh, helped a friend of mine doing uh, skips, which is when they when you're bail bondsman in the United States. Somebody skips out on the bail, you got to go get him, And you have these laws in America that originated from like 1847 that gives you the right to just bust down the door, pull them out, and shoot them if you had to. And uh, which makes America fucking rock. <laughs> <laughs> Yet yeah, they think this whole preemptive strike shit was new with Bush. Nah, no, we've been doing it for years. And, um, yeah, so I helped a friend of mine do that for a while, yeah. you know, which is kind of weird, holding a gun on people. But um, And then I got into comedy. I, I, I'm one of these weirdos that... I, I'm not one of these guys that got into it because I was in drama school and I told a good joke, but nobody would hire me for commercials. So um, <laughs> I, I got into it because uh, comedy... Well, for you, too. I mean, I, I really think... You didn't pick comedy. Comedy picked you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine... Can you imagine Richard Herring like, <laughs> checking you out at fucking Asda or something? <laughs> you know, being in Argos? Yeah, serving number 42, please. You... Cunt. So, um.
0: <laughs> well, I think if I hadn't done this, I'd been. I'd have been a teacher. Everyone in my family is a teacher, so I come from right. this kind of long generation of teachers. And actually, every my brother and sister and now teachers. My mom and dad were, and my t- couple, couple of my nephews are teachers. So I'd, I'd have been a teacher. But, but you would have been
1: the teacher that, that like that guy that slapped that, that pupil, <laughs> yeah. or hit, hit him with the hit him with the stapler. You'd have been that. I guy. I would. Or You'd or have been that guy.
0: Or I'd have been sent away for doing bad things. To, <laughs> I think. I think. It, I think. Yeah, I'd it's like it's to be a university lecturer because then I think you're allowed to have sex with the people in the. But I. See, just definitely would have done. That's exactly right. <laughs> See, this is why when, when I went to university,
1: w- w- one of my instructors said, "You know, well, geez, Dave, you got this degree. Have you thought about making a living in music?" I'm like, "What are you high?" And um, he says, "You should get into teaching." And I looked at my instructor. I was 22 at the time. I said, "No, no, I can't do that." And he's like, "Why?" And I go, "Cause I'll end up having sex with the students." And uh, and he looked at me and he goes, oh my God, you're serious? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm a 22. I have a 17-year-old girl rubbing her breast against me going, I think I need a good grade. I think you do too. You know,
0: so, yeah. so it's good. We're self-policing. <laughs> we're self-policing. Yeah. We're, but in a way, we're teachers, aren't we? In a way, we're teaching... We've, We're done teaching society, people. <laughs> we've done
1: society a favour by not getting involved in the education industry. Yeah. Yeah, without a but doubt.
0: that's what I, what I really love about comedy is that, that all the different backgrounds of people. I mean, you will get a lot of people who, are like me, went to university and kind of came straight out and sort of did comedy. But the, but you'll meet loads of people who've, you know, done something else for 20 years often and, like, worked on the docks. Or, and yeah, like then, comedy. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, they're, they like, you know, but they get, yeah. and they come, because, and they uh, there isn't really a uniting thing, although I think everyone regardless of educational background, is quite, usually quite clever. There are exceptions, Jim Davidson. Uh, but uh, they're usually quite intelligent people because you know, it, you've got to be mentally sharp, I guess, to do it and, and spot what's interesting and what's funny in, in life, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, and just be incredibly lazy. Yeah. <laughs> that helps a lot, that helps a lot. The, right. um, no, no, it, it, it is, and it's, um, I, I, those are the kind of comedians I like seeing, people that have a certain amount of pass or a point of view, or even if it's just bizarre as hell, you know, when you see comedy, you know, sorry, by the numbers, you know, <laughs> yeah, we were talking about this earlier, yeah, yeah. where you just you, you can actually see, oh, it's a pullback reveal, pullback reveal, uh, uh, that jokes again and again and again. You know, you're like, okay, that w- works great. You know, if you're on at you know eight o'clock on BBC, you know, one or something, which a- has a place for that, and that's you know, it's fantastic. But what draws me is the freaks, I like the weirdos, you know, and I like the people with a point of view, and, and, you, and you, you know, and, and not just to be shocking to shocking, you know, that's easy to do. Well, oh, I hammered an egg in my ass, you know, that kind of stuff, but <laughs> but if you're clever about it, it's fun, yeah, you sure, know, sure. yeah, yeah, without a doubt. So what, what
2: was,
0: what made you go from uh, grave robbing, I know that wasn't the before, to, to become a comedian, what was the, what? how did the, how did that switch? Well, I, I
1: had a buddy of mine, um, I was actually, uh, I had gotten in, I was doing some guide services and teaching climbing at the time, and a buddy of mine got into comedy, and he did it for about a year, and then uh, and we just hung around together. And, and finally he just goes, you should do this. And I'm like, no. And he's like, no, 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 do this. we're this contest coming up in Spokane, Washington. And I said, OK, great. So I'd never done comedy. And I had to do a set, audition for it. So I came up with a story about getting busted for climbing this uh, bank. And uh, so I did all that. And then they said, that's great, do another one. So I did another set. They said, you're in. So I did this two-week competition. And there was 20 comedians. And after two weeks, I came in eighth place. And I was the only guy that was the first time ever. And they said, oh, you should keep doing this. I went, ah, yeah, whatever. And then I, the phone started ringing. And you're like, OK, I'll do that, I'll do that. And, and in, in America, you know, it's great in London, around here, you're like, oh, I'm going on the road. Where's that? Uh, over there. And that's it, you know? <laughs> in America, we would drive 12 hours to do open spots in San Francisco. And, uh, and it was really fun. You know, you get on with a bunch of people who are out of their mind doing stuff that would never, ever appear on television you know but everybody would flock in and and, and watch it and um and, and it was just one thing one thing happened out of the other and i gave myself a three-year kind of uh if it doesn't happen in three years i'm uh, if i'm not making a living at it within three years i'm gonna quit and i was making a living within a year yeah so good. i went all right great and it, it's just been it's been great fun i you know i keep thinking oh, I'm, I'm gonna quit this it's bullshit <laughs> and, and you know like, oh really okay fine so you just keep going yeah so. yeah, well, i think you all go through that how
0: long have you been going for how long how long uh 25 years yeah 25 so it's about the same as me really and Terms of you know, I, I've been. Uh, my first Edinburgh was 24 years ago when I was a student. So you're a little bit older than me, right? A touch older than me. Easy. Touch <laughs> older. This than guy. Me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I,
1: I I did my first Edinburgh was 12 years ago in 99, yeah. and uh, I met you. You don't remember me because you were drunk, right?
0: I don't remember anything about Edinburgh. Come yeah, on, tell and, uh, me about it. And this, this this is this is great. This is what happened. I <laughs> I, 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 I met
1: I met my wife to be in 99, and uh, she was up here doing this double act with this other gal and it was fun. And um, so we were at the assembly rooms, kind of hanging out and drinking as you do. You know, there's a bar where only performers and um, people pointing at performers could go to. <laughs> <laughs> and so it, you would just do these late night drinks. And I've always done the late slots. I've always done, you know, when I, I'm doing 11, 20 at night here and people like, oh my God, it's kind of late. Are you worried? And I'm like, look, I've never gone on before 10:30 at night because my, my act is the kind of act that you don't want children to see. So. Um, Richard, he was—you were hammered in the bar. Yeah. You don't remember this at I all. Don't know, I don't know. Yeah, he comes, you know, and I'm sitting next to my wife to be, and, and there's a group of people, <laughs> and I said, "I'm gonna get around it. Anybody's like, oh, "I'll take this, this, and this." So I get up and walk away, and you—I didn't—I didn't find about this until years <laughs> later. You sat down next to my wife to be, and you looked at her, and you said, "You can be with anybody in this room. Why are you with full Fulton?" <laughs> I didn't. I and definitely. she, not even fucking flinching, <laughs> fucking slapped you so hard across <laughs> the face. Just fucking whacked like this. And I, t- I talked to people there, and you just went and just got up and walked away. <laughs> and then, then my wife-to-be looked at everybody in there and says, don't you dare tell a fucking thing to Dave. Don't say anything to him at all. I don't want Richard beat up. And um, <laughs> she So I sat, back, up, <laughs> I, I sat back down and I went, hey, who wants a drink? So everybody's just kind of looking at me like, you know, don't say nothing. Don't think. And I didn't find out of that for about two years. Really? Yeah, and I
0: haven't found out for. Tw- yeah, are I, you sure it was? Are you sure it was
1: me? I'm sure oh, I'd remember yeah. that. Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and I thought that I, that's hilarious. And one day I'm going to be able to tell Richard that story. And there's no way he's going to remember that because that's been that's back when you had a little drinky drinky girly girly problem. So, uh, but, but now that you've sorted that all out. Yeah.
0: That's astonishing. Uh, there, must be a, there must be a hundred stories like that. I don't know. I thought I, thought I was a very polite young man. Uh, I'm, j- I'm just amazed I knew your name. Uh, oh! that's, uh,
1: <laughs> well, you know, that the great thing is, somebody said, Richard Herring just uh, propositioned your, uh, your wife to be, I'd go, you're going to have to point that out to me. So I, uh, <laughs> is it that guy? No, it's Stuart Lee. Whatever. So... Uh, <laughs> Two can play the game. They <laughs> can,
0: they can. I'm sure it was Stuart. I'm sure it was Stuart. <laughs> I'm absolutely sure. I'm trying to think because I, yeah, I, I would, th- I, I usually remember. I would usually remember. You know, maybe, you,
1: maybe you just blacked out when you got did. hit. Maybe I, I, I did. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. That's good because I've, I've in my book I write about being in like five fights in my life. But that would almost count as being a fight. No. Now, I have been I've, been. I've been. I've been beaten up by girls mainly. <laughs> so yeah, it's good you, to you have been, that, though, right? Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. you, paid for that though, yeah, <laughs> right? I did. Yeah, yeah. Good, well, that's good to know. You did tell me you had a story about me. <laughs> it
1: was great. I talked to my wife this morning. She, I said, I'm doing the podcast. Her. She was, oh, my God, you're going to tell that story? About <laughs> well,
0: send her my best and I will, I will. ask her what the fuck she's doing with Dave four. <laughs> you see what he did there? He drug out the past. <laughs> so, um, cool. I'm asking, I'll do this now because I'll forget to do it otherwise. But I'm asking, and this may make no sense to you. I don't know how much you know about Britain. Uh, but, um... What would it take for you to fellate the actor Keith Allen? Do you, know, do you know who Keith Allen is? I'm asking everyone, Dave. It's not just for you. <laughs> it's not just revenge for that uh, last I w- story. I would,
1: I would fellate Keith, All- Keith Ke- Allen. Keith Allen. Keith yeah. Allen, yeah. If he um, cut his own dick off and handed it to me. <laughs> <good. laughs> Good answer. I would sit there, holding it in my mouth, going, "Can you feel that?" I know you're bleeding to death, but can you feel that yet? Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Someone should do that too. Actually, that would uh, that would work, that would work out well. Um, and uh, I'm looking back every day at uh, previous uh, Fringe of mine. I'm kind of going back year by year. I've realised when I came on that I hadn't thought about this at all beforehand. Wish it was 1999. I could have told that story. Uh, but um, it was. Uh, I think I'm up to 2006. I think where I did uh, menage a Un. Which was my second kind of proper stand-up show, it was like a full stand-up show. Um, but again, I think one of the most years I've been through. <laughs> it took me a long time to get out of. Uh, that, that was all about me being alone, and uh, you know, I remember t- touring that show and it being quite depressing because uh, I was just on my own all the time. It was a show about being on my own. But so uh, there was the first year I did the Underbelly, the White Belly. Have you ever did you,
1: did you ever play the Underbelly? Oh, that's great. I, I, you know, I just did the uh, the late night. Uh, gig there Sunday night at the, yeah. at the White Belly. It's yeah. a nice sort of room.
0: It's sort of nice, but it's also like uh, this,
1: it's sort of... It's the cats of, of a Montenegro, is what it is. Right. You feel like they're going to wall it up behind yeah. you. Yeah. But yeah, It's sort of like this big
0: long room and it's sort of like a vault and uh, I mean, it felt like a kind of air raid sh- yeah. shelter. Yeah, you're, or you're or waiting a- for the old clear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, But it was very good. I did there for four years. All I remember about that room was it just got Increasingly, each show got hotter and hotter. I guess maybe because more people were coming to see me, possibly. So no, that's your full act, full. Yeah. But um, but uh, it was like the it was so hot that people would, especially if it was raining. The it was so hot that the, all, all the water would evaporate, go into the ceiling, and then start dripping onto you. So you'd be sitting there, and you just get the sweat of other people <laughs> <laughs> dripping into your mouth and face. And I'm amazed that you know that thousands of people haven't you know. Died of some kind of disease, in there. so that's that, that's my memory. I can't remember. Anything. I should have looked at my blog because I was. That's 2006. 2006, yeah. I think the
1: gestation period for that kind of sweat is about seven years. Is it right? So it yeah. so yeah, probably, Next probably year. Hit, us, hit us there, yeah. but yeah. I mean, yeah. it was
0: it was good. it was. I think it was a good year. I can't remember anything about it. So there you go. Um, but then, yeah. who who knows if they did or they didn't? If I can't remember being slapped, maybe that knocked out all my memories. That <laughs> slap. Sure, term memory. Uh, yeah. What have you got? A favourite Edinburgh memory?
1: Um. Well, you know, on a, on a kind of a mushy level, meeting my wife that was kind of cool, because yeah. um, you know, she's English and she's council born and raised, so you know she can take a punch. But um, <laughs> oh, come on, she hit Richard first. <laughs> um, I'm just defending you. Yeah, I'm just good. defending you. <laughs> uh, you know what I. Uh, yeah, 99 was great. Um, 2002 was fun. Uh, I did a solo show uh, where, where people picked my set every night. I had everything written out in, on little poker chips, and they, I, I had no idea what my order was, and, and that was kind of challenging for me artistically. Uh, 2001, I, I did a show with uh, Rich Hall called the Terry Peel, which was a fake uh, kind of benefit for a kid who had Tourette's. and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was great. It was brilliant. I mean, you know, Rich Hall is, is, you know, he, 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 Rich would come up to me and he'd go, I mean, it would be like 10 minutes before we are going to do this set. And he'd go, hey, I'm going to eat a bag of crisps. Uh, don't acknowledge me. And then walk away. I'm like, what? 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 And I'd be out there kind of emceeing the show and suddenly he would come in you know, in like glasses and a baseball cap, open up a big bag of Doritos and just start <laughs> eating them in front of me. I'm like, like I was, and of course everybody's looking going, what what the hell is Rich doing in front of them <laughs> eating Doritos? And I, and I remember one time, and I knew he was going to do this. I'm like, all right, so I had something hidden away. And I go, sir, uh, what's the problem? Go, oh, you're very funny. Keep going, keep going. I'm like, go, oh, you know, and I said, do you want, this is, now this is 2002. And I said, would you like, uh, or 2001, sorry, 2001. I said, would you like a, uh, uh, something to wash down those Doritos with? He goes, oh, that'd be very nice. So I nice. pulled out a Perrier, <laughs> And I lean forward and I go, here you go. That's the last one of these fuckers you're going to see. So, <laughs> which pissed Rich off goes, thank you. And he takes it and walks out. And he declares to Mike Wilmot, Dave Fulton, worst improv ever. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Rich Rich is great fun because he's, rich you Rich know, Hall
0: was, uh, is the template for Mo from The Simpsons. Is that yeah, right? It was, yeah. it was, honestly, it was ba- Mo from The Simpsons is based <laughs> on Rich Hall. If you look at the faces of them both and the attitude of a little bit. Totally. Right? totally. Well, I so, tell
1: people if you ever see uh, me on, on telly here, it means they can't afford Rich Hall. <laughs> so, uh, they're like, we need an old American guy. How much is rich? Ooh, yeah. Dave, you want to make 100 quid? Yeah. So uh, there I am. Don't say anything like oh, I did again. All right, we'll see you in another four years. So uh, no, no, Rich is Rich is great. Rich is a uh, well, he gave me the best advice ever when I was here in '99, and he's like, all right, "Welcome to Edinburgh." By the way, this is comedy at gunpoint. <laughs> you know, this is like comedy boot camp. It is because it's a it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. And the trick is not to get wrapped up in all the you know bullshit and all the kind of. Uh, you know, the politics and geez, how come he got that and I did that and things, you know. Yeah, Yeah, which is great, he told me right off the bat, don't do that, just go out there and do your show and you'll be fine, I'm like, great. And uh, I remember in 99, I had one show and the audience hated me, oh my God, they absolute, (laughs) I was at the Edinburgh suite of the assembly rooms it, it seats like 158, and I had like eight, or I don't know. Anyway, no, I had like 50 in, and, and they fucking hated me, you know. And people are walking out, and they're yelling at me, and I'm yelling at them, you know. And I get done, I'm like, "Fuck you, good night," and I walk off. And I'm in the back room, I just trashed, I uh, everybody's props, uh, you know. I ripped my shirt off, and I crashed all these, uh, smashed all these bottles and glasses. And this guy named Grazio Abella, who was running the, you know, the, you know, the venue, he pokes his head in. You're right. I'm like, "Yeah, I'm fine." Like this, so I get my shirt back on, go upstairs. And Greg Poops is looking at me, going. Why are you, what's wrong? And I'm like, a goddamn crowd, you know, they hated me. And he's like, So you're pissed off because they hated you? I'm like, Yeah. And he's like, Dude, you need to drink a lot more, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And like five hours later, I'm hammered on on single mold on top of Arthur's seat, just screaming atop my lungs. And and I've been fine ever since. So, uh,
0: (laughs) So you stay, you stay very calm about it all in Edinburgh. Because this last week in Edinburgh is kind of can be a bit depressing. Uh, really? Yeah, because my well, A you've been going for so long. I think it, it's very hard to keep going. Right. You're getting. Uh, I had five beers last night, Dave. That's yeah, in four and a half hours. Yeah, five, uh, five beers. Five, five bottles. Beers. Oh wow. That's all over thirty-three CLs of beer an hour. I was drinking last night. Hey, math boy. So, yeah. Yeah, I am mathematically based. Um, no, I'm
1: actually. I, I I keep waiting. You know, I had. Uh, I canceled my show Sunday night because uh, two people came up uh, or two people bought tickets and they didn't show. And, uh, so I, you know, I hunted them down and, uh, (laughs) I was standing over their bed with a shovel. Where were you? (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) just take the kid. But no, I, I've been fine with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I don't know what the, the big pressure is because uh, I came up here with no expectations and no agenda, and so far Edinburgh hasn't let me down. <laughs> uh, and so um, yeah, I'm fine. I it's mean, changed it, though, right? And then because like, oh, you, yeah, haven't, yeah, you yeah. haven't
0: been here for a little while, five or six years. Yeah, and yeah. Then, and then you, yeah, you, it's you've changed. It's the mass
1: it's change. It has. I mean, it's it's become kind of uh, I, the best quote I heard. I was interviewed before the thing started, and this new uh, this uh, interview guy called me up. And he says, What do you think of what they've been calling this year's Edinburgh? And I'm like, I have no idea what that is. And he says, Well, they're calling it the world's longest comedy panel show audition. Right. <laughs> and I was pissed because I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> uh, and, and the flip side is, I said, Well, what if you don't want any of that? And he goes, yeah. Oh, you'll probably have a good time. And, and that's exactly what's happened. Yeah. I, I don't, I mean, I like the, I've done the Nevermind the Buzzcocks back when. Um, the guy who actually knew about music was hosting it, and uh, I don't want to mention his name. His initials are Mark Lamar. and uh, and that was great fun because Mark was out of his mind, and um, and I haven't really done anything of note since, no. and uh, because it's it's kind of geared toward the youth and. And BBC is actually selling, you know, BBC and the Channel Four and uh, ITV, and whatnot. You know, they're, they're asking agents to fill orders. It's like we think this is our demographic, so we need to, this guy. We need the first person off the train, as opposed to looking down the the platform and trying to find somebody who could actually cover the job. And um, so yeah, so I've just kind of all right. Well, if I'm not going to be considered for any of that kind of stuff, I've kind of moved my direction elsewhere, and I've been doing some film stuff. So yeah. yeah. That's been but a that's really quite,
0: great. I mean, yeah, we were talking about this backstage about kind of just creating your own work and, you know, and the, that you can use the internet or whatever. You can just put well, stuff know, together I, rather I, than waiting for someone I think to you've come done hit. a really
1: great job with that because, um, you know, Richard essentially has kind of looked at the people who are going to write the big checks and kind of went, y- do I get one of those? No? Okay, fine. And then, um, <laughs> and, and you've kind of created your own fire and people have now come to gravitate toward it. I yeah. mean, you know, it's, you, know you, you people who are in here just because you walked by and somebody threw you down the stairs into the stand. You, uh, you came by because you see you know Richard's gonna cover my ass for not being funny, and <laughs> and the flip side is is you've created this audience. You've, you've worked very hard trying to get your, your tours out there and, and create a, a following, you know, so you get, you know, four or five people a, a night who've never seen you and that keeps building and building and building. And, and that's the cool thing about this business. There is no rhyme or reason. There is no set plan. I mean, I've been hearing a lot of people about you gotta have a five-year game plan. You gotta do Edinburgh three years in a row, write a different show, get a nomination, do that, get this attention. That's bullshit. That's what you get for accounting. You know, that's you, hey, be nice to the boss, and, and you'll get this. And and you know, no comedy. If you actually, because there's a lot of highly creative people here, and if they kind of figure out, look. I'm not gonna follow that game plan, my real passion is this, I'm just gonna follow that and we're gonna see what's happening. If you believe in it and you really keep pursuing it, it's gonna reap benefits. You know? Yeah, but
0: it's also being a comedian is about, if you wanna be a comedian, then you will be doing it in 20 years time. If you wanna be on panel shows, you might come, you know, it's, I think the test is seeing if those guys, once they get onto TV, carry on coming back and doing yeah. stand up or were yeah. they just doing stand up in order to get onto TV and well, that's, yeah, that's the difference and yeah. you can tell the difference, and then that sort of sorts out the phonies from the slightly less phony well, we were talking about because <laughs> sure. we're all fucking phonies apart are, from Jerry Sadovitz yeah we were uh, <laughs> yeah. He's, he's
1: one of those guys that he moves in next to you are like I gotta sell my place um, <laughs> Well, we were talking about this earlier is, is, you know, Richard and I think probably me as well and some other friends of mine, we, we didn't necessarily pick comedy. Comedy picked us. And um, and you have to ask yourself when you see some of these people around town, Well, the reason I'm doing this for 25 years, I've done this for 25 years, it's not, you know, some people might view that as a failure because you're not nationally touring and this and that. All I've ever really wanted to do is go into, you know, club, dark clubs with people who I don't know and just entertain that, you know, to feed my ego because this is a narcotic. And it is. I mean, this is an amazing thing. You get a great high, and when it doesn't work, you're down. And so you you end up self-medicating sometimes. That's why alcohol and drug abuse runs rampant through the entertainment community. <coughs> but, you know, and then we come later on, we cry on talk shows, and we, we end up selling food for Iceland. So, um, <laughs> too soon? Too soon on that one. Um, so anyway, the, that's what it is. And, and, um, and as a result, you know, I, this podcast thing, and, and uh, me, I've just uh, directed a short film I wrote with yeah. some friends of mine, and I'm going to do another one, and I'm directing a feature I wrote next year. And, um, and this has all come about as, as stuff that I wanted to do, and I started pursuing this, and I was very passionate about it, and people will come and flock to that, and they want to help with that. You know? And if you feel like you want to get whatever the next guy has got, I mean, you know, uh, Michael McIntyre's done very, very well with what he's done. You know? He's had he's a huge auditoriums, and, and, there's, you know, and he's very safe in the style of comedy he does. And, and unfortunately, a lot of the people involved in the industry go, man, there's a lot of money around that guy. We need more guys like that to make a lot more money. And uh, I don't think you can replicate that on a regular basis. Um, and besides, which if you did, I would probably chop my head off. So, uh, <laughs> But no, you know, and, and I wish those kind of people luck. But I, it's, I, I like the unusualness of it. I like the fringe and of, of comedy. When you see stuff, you know, uh, in the back of the room, you're like, oh my God, I can't believe you said that, yeah. you know, just because it's weird, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, you know, there, there used to be this guy um, back in America, uh, 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 Bob Rubin, who's this big, Jewish guy from Kentucky who said I was it's weird being a Jew in Kentucky because a rabbi just came by once a day and whittled on me. You know, I didn't get a straight circumcision. So uh, (laughs) that kind of stuff will never make television. And here Edward Axel, you know, I mean, he's a fucking freak, but he puts on this great show. You know, so I like that kind of stuff. You know, well, you
0: see with that, so the fringe still does have that element to it. Yeah, yeah. And so you know, I think you can. And I, I think it was always a little bit. You know, there was always there was always people who were coming up. To try and get you know discovered, and there were all people coming up. I mean, I think everyone.
1: In, but you know now you have to admit, though, now more than uh, and I've noticed. this, I mean, six years ago there'd be like, oh my god, have you seen this guy? No, I've never heard of him. You know, and now you you because of the internet and um and because of you know the Twitter and the Facebook, you know everybody that you for the most part. you type in their name, and boom, there it all is. You know, it's not a matter of like who the hell is this guy? I don't know. But every, there's like a buzz. There's a there's a word on the street. You got to see this. You got to see this. And, and you don't have that now. You have like a Twitter word, but you but you have to have a half million followers in order to get that across. And if you have a half million followers, you already are not you know the new guy on the street. But you see something new, and you can tell other people. It's just it doesn't seem like there's that undiscovered thing anymore. It seems like everything has already been discovered. Everybody knows yeah. who what everybody else is doing. And, um, you know, and, and then if you actually go see them and they break from the norm, you're like, oh, this is kind of cool. Yeah. You know, so. Have you seen
0: much of this shit? Have you been going to see shows? Oh, God, no. no, no. I haven't seen anything. No, no I, uh, No <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I've seen
1: a couple, you yeah. know, um, and it, it, it's been fun. I mean, Tony Law is, is on at noon, which is the death slot, and he's done v- amazingly well with it. Um, yeah, I've seen a uh, uh, Craig Campbell, my buddy across the street. He, he tells a story like nobody, um, and, he, and he looks, you know, fucking weird as hell. And uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, so you, you see a bit of that, you know, yeah. and you see some other acts. I no names mentioned. Where you go, oh my god, you know, five stars, and you go in and you watch it, and you just go. <coughs> Yeah. You know, you, you really just want to you just want to c- commit sepulchre right there in the middle, <laughs> and you want to find the person who gave him that five stars and hunt them down and put them in the grave that you robbed. So uh,
0: <laughs> you can't get the casket up though. Yeah. Take a crowbar. You know they lock them. There's these yeah. little key locks actually put on um, the side. I found later on. That's From unbelievable though that they lock. <laughs> they lock. That says a lot about America that they have to they lock. We have to lock. The the you casket. lock your fucking coffin. You guys have cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never know who might be coming down here trying to. Stop Steal some earrings. You guys have the wooden ones. You can yeah. just
1: bust into those easy. Yeah, that's so, it. Um,
0: because you know why we do that? Because no one would want to go in there. <laughs> We're aware that no one's really I, interested in seeing the dead what, bones you, of an you old lady. Is, this is going to air, and somebody's <laughs> going to listen to this going...
1: You mean they bury him with jewelry? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I get some started. Of that. Yeah.
0: Or maybe someone will listen and go, "Hey, that was the guy who dug up that grave," and you'll be sent to prison. You want know about that? There's a statute of limitations. Uh, is for there? Grave robbery. It is really there? Is there?
1: Reasons. Some of the things. I'm, the reasons I'm talking about. Some of the things I'm talking about in my show is because there is a statute of limitations right. involved with that, like with drug dealing and things like that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, so you haven't dr- dealt drugs uh, recently? No. 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 I you I have to say that though, right? Because that's clever. I, I thought I'd to. trick you into getting. I wanted to get him arrested live, live. I don't know how that would work. with the police are listening well, into the podcast live. I, I, was, I dealt.
1: I dealt in North Idaho, and we used to get a yeah. smuggler across the border from, Cana- from Canada. And that's why, for me, Canadians always be Mexicans with sweaters. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, is it
0: like Breaking Bad? Was it? Was it similar? No, to Breaking you know what's weird. We
1: uh, Crystal Methamphetamine. Um, you know, Crystal for short. Uh, tweakers, the people who use it. it very, very big United States. Uh, kind of weird because it's not so big here, only in the gay community, so that might tell you something about uh, drug abuse in America. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, you know, the gays are on it all the time. And, um, yeah, very big in the States, you know, yeah. uh, tweaking. And when I was uh, dealing some of the stuff, there was a lot of crystal coming out, and um, and it was great. I mean, if you had to drive, you know, 14 hours, 18 hours down to L.A. from North Idaho, you know, <laughs> do one up and off you go. Uh, and, <clears throat> and it was always funny because I remember going in one time, this is... <laughs> 22 years ago buying some stuff from a, a, this drug dealer who was actually a pawn shop owner who was gay, who was hilarious and um, so maybe I'm, maybe he started the whole thing, I don't know but, um, and I said, do you have any, and he said, no haven't you read the paper, I'm like, no, and he opens the paper and they busted a crystal methamphetamine lab and that's before they realized that it was highly volatile and uh, so the cops kicked down the lab and started firing and it blew the whole caravan in half <laughs> and the guy who was cooking it blew his arm off and, uh, and I was like, holy shit, is, is Guy's arms gone, you know? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, so uh, does he still have the recipe? You know, <laughs> so uh, we can make some money on the side. So, yeah, yeah, yeah tweaking is uh, it's, that's a horrible, horrible drug as well. And, and, and there was no heroin in North Idaho because mm-hmm. uh, nobody knew what that was. Right. Obviously, they you know, it's a heroin, what the hell is that kind of thing. So they wanted cocaine and things like that. And and uh, hashish was exotic. Yeah. So, it's
0: exciting time! I've never been. I say I'm not. I would just get drunk and get slapped in the face. So if I if I got, got, if, I got if I got into drugs, I think I'd be in a lot of trouble, right? I've gone to crystal meth. <coughs> I don't do it. I, I, do. I
1: haven't done drugs in you know, donkeys years. So I don't. I'm not involved in that at all. And my only drug is actually. Um, sorry if this is a is a product plug, but I'm a big fan of the Ardberg Distillery. Ardberg Distillery, and um, and one of my favorite was 17 year old Ardberg uh, single malt, and it was just smoky and it's like chewing on a freaking, you know peat bog. <laughs> and, uh, and used to get it for like 24 quid for a freaking bottle and now you, they don't even have it anymore and if you find it on the internet it's like 300 quid and you know, and these freaking GQ trendy bastards are holding the bottle up, I have the last bottle and I'm like, open it or I'll stab you, you know, so. Yeah, so I, I like to sing them all. That's my uh, that's my weakness and so, and when, as a matter of fact, that's my big treat, that's the carrot at the end of my stick. I get done with my show, I see a friend, I go back to the flat and I have a whiskey and a hobnob. So,
0: uh, <laughs> that's still like the British hobnob, right? You know, there isn't that, isn't some euphemisms like a biscuit, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, good. yeah Sorry, I, thought, I thought it might be some drug thing or, or, the, no, yeah. or some sexual, weird American sexual thing. I have a hobnob. Wait, it, I've it, never it, heard an American say hobnob before, that's part of, that's part of the reason. And not just any confusion. hobnob, I want the dark chocolate hobnob. hobnob. Dark that's chocolate. what I want, okay. yeah. You're yeah, a man so, of refined tastes. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. That's why
1: That's why I, I can't say, you know, I say, hey, mate. It sounds weird, doesn't it? I yeah. say wanker or bollocks or, yeah. you know. Or hobnob. Kind of, yeah, it sounds weird. So hobnob, you know, biscuit, cookie. And so uh, <laughs> that's why I, I always, if I see somebody, I go, hey, fucker, like this. So that's why I have hats I'm that really say, hey, fucker. And do you, uh, are they
0: your own design? Are they, you, do you market the hayfucker? No, hats, uh, you know what's
1: weird is, is the uh, uh, the logo on it is um, is in the same kind of logo design as the uh, Von Dutch logo thing. That's yeah, why yeah. it looks on like. yeah uh, Because I'm into hot rods. I, I've built two motorcycles and restored three motorcycles, so I'm kind of into that whole kind of hot rod thing. And uh, and I usually wear jeans with a a chain wallet, which makes you look like a pedophile trying to groom skate punks. (laughs) But the, um, yeah, so I, I always say, hey, fucker, hey, fucker. And my wife says, oh, you should maybe, you know, market that or something. So I made stickers up that says, hey, fucker. And I was putting them on posters around town, and then Suddenly there was a big hoorah because it wasn't a cock and penis or something. So uh, <laughs> Yeah, I almost got called to the carpet for my stickers around town oh, as really? well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I wasn't putting them up. My audience was, all seven of them. So, uh, <laughs> it's going to get to
0: the point where just every poster is covered in stickers for something else. I hope. Well, you know, <laughs> the uh, Edinburgh
1: Council charges uh, the acts via the um, agents uh, thousands, tens of thousands of do- yeah. uh, pounds for putting posters up all over town. Posters that are so big that I really hope the homeless people are ripping them down and using them for some sort of tent and awning come this winter. And they can live under it and look up and see the shining face of some young hopeful comic who got five stars in The Guardian for a breakthrough act the year before and uh, why they're trying to stay you know, warm and dry but uh, sorry man (laughs) listen we're
0: going to have a little break while we bring on a fantastic act Uh, often I've been getting on newer acts in this section to do five minutes Uh, this time this is not a new act he's been going (laughs) he's been going for a very 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 long time it outdates us both I think I'm not saying it (laughs) but he's a fantastic comedian and you're going to enjoy him will you please welcome Steve Gribben
2: ladies and gentlemen
3: Uh, hello, everyone. Hello. Uh, I would like to uh, do a special uh, song for you this afternoon. It's a combination of my two favourite things in all the world. Uh, Morrissey and uh, Doctor Who. <laughs> uh, have we got any Doctor Who fans? Yeah. yeah. Favourite Doctor Who? I like the new one. I like the big head. You like the new one? Right. Any any, uh, any favourite uh, older ones? My my personal favourite is Tom Baker, but my second favourite is Christopher Eccleston, right? This is how big a Doctor Who fan I am. I was once actually physically ejected from the assembly rooms about ten years ago for walking up to Sylvester McCoy when I was really pissed. (laughs) This is true, and I went, you fucking ruined Doctor Who. (laughs) I got punched in the face and physically thrown out, and as I was flying through the air, I looked back, And you should have seen a look on his face, like a mixture of contempt, disappointment, sadness. It was really hard to tell because he's a fucking shit actor. (laughs) But Christopher Eccleston broke my heart because after 12 episodes, not even a Christmas special, 12 episodes, comes all over Lovey and he goes, I'm not going to be Doctor Who anymore because I will never be typecast. I thought, you type bastard. What about the poor fucking Daleks? (laughs) It's not fair. No one's ever asked me to be in Pride and Prejudice. (laughs) Why do you sound like you come from Manchester? (laughs) So anyway, (laughs) I've got to summon the spirits of Morrissey to come here this afternoon um, from his poolside in Los Angeles. It shouldn't be difficult. And uh, uh, by means of an ancient chant written in the 9th century, so I present to you, Morrissey sings Doctor Who. This song has actually got a lovely Smith's album title, it's called If You've Got the Time Lord, I've Got the Inclination. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it goes something like this.
2: Hey, Morrissey. Come by, come by. Ooh, come by, Morrissey. Ladies and gentlemen, inexplicably, it's worked. Morrissey is amongst us. He's hovering in the ether. He's standing next to me. His molecules are merging with mine. I'm being possessed by the spirit of Morrissey. Enchanted. Doctor Who, look at you, far away from Gallifrey He's a lot bigger on the inside than he looks on the outside Doctor Who, is it true you come from Manchester? As I do too that means wherever you go in the universe, there's always eight Manchester United fans. And they're all twads. Especially Gary Neville. And if Billy Piper needs a look of horror on her face as the aliens come creeping in, she just closes her eyes and remembers Chris Evans bollocks banging off her chin Doctor Who, you can't scream! Your new assistant, she's far too young for you What's a hundred thousand earth years between friends? The special effects are really high-tech But you still traverse the universe In a 1950s police box And no one bats a fucking eyelid The Daleks are all gay and sensitive They're in touch with their feelings, it's great They roam round the galaxy sighing Exfoliate! 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 Doctor Who, is it true? You regenerate every year into somebody new. What a bloody marvellous of avoiding paying council tax. Daleks on the streets of Birmingham. Oh Daleks on the streets of Croydon. I'm on fire. Oh, Daleks on the streets of Edinburgh during August, get away from me, I don't want another fucking flyer, don't touch me, get away from me, here's a tip, if you're walking across Dixon Street and you've got a massive backpack, don't stop in the middle of the street for no fucking reason, just keep moving, get out of my fucking way! Doctor, Doctor Who, I love you! Thank you.
0: Time you on, Steve? Where, what, what time's your show, Steve? Seven to, eight, stand two. Seven, to t- seven to eight at stand two. Steve Gibbon, uh, fantastic! You must go and see that. There's still only a few days. I got all go. his albums. I got all his albums. Yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> someone gave us some of his tickets away. I should have told you this backstage, Steve, but I gave tickets away the other day, and uh, someone actually went out of the way to email me to thank me for how great it was. Though they did call him Steve Gibbon. <laughs> 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 Uh, but I think it was like a corrective text thing I think we'll we'll go with that so um, we're going to we're going to do a competition where you can win a a hat saying hey fucker come on that's good Uh, whether you'll ever wear it (laughs) we're not responsible for whatever happens to you if if that happens and uh, the As It Occurs To Me DVD £40 of wine and all those tickets as well and we'll give out some other tickets to other people as well there's some extra ones there so what we're going to do we're going to make some statements that are true or false we need you to stand up now on your two feet Uh, go on that's it everyone in the audience stand up that's good if you want to win some stuff you can stay seated. If you don't Uh, And uh, we're going to make some statements that are either true or false If you think they're true Put your hands on your head If you think they're false Put your hands on your bottom Uh, We'll reveal if it's right or wrong If you get it wrong You have to sit down It's a self-policing System, so uh, look out for. We have got Dave Fournier who might shoot you. Right. He has uh, if you if he sees you cheating. Within the rules of this, uh, within this environment here, no laws apply. While this, uh, so if you have a gun, you can shoot people if you see them t- cheating. Yeah, I'm willing to go to good. jail for five that's years. For that. That's <laughs> good. <laughs> they will have broken the law. Uh, and so then we'll whittle down. whoever wins, will win. So uh, we'll start off with uh, Chris Cooper, who is uh, the tech here at the stand. Fantastic man, has met uh, every comedian in the world and had a Le- yesterday, we revealed he's been propositioned by both Leonard Bernstein and uh, George Melly. But what I learned after that show, he was also, when he was 16 years old, was propositioned by the Liberal MP Jeremy Thorpe. Is that true or false? True on your head on bottom on, on false.
1: It's interesting for false that they would like, uh, yeah. hold it behind you. do yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very Co- covering your ass. <laughs> yeah,
0: it is. Um, that is Chris. That is false, yeah, he has. I just had to check just in case. Cause you never know. I had made it up, but I, I might have just hit on the truth <laughs> by accident. I don't think it would work uh, historically that I think uh, Jeremy <laughs> thought was a long time ago. I think, I think Chris would have to be about 90 years old for that word. Uh, but anyway, have you have got another one? Have you got a statement, uh, Dave, of oh, truth or false? or false? Yeah, statement. so say oh. something that's either true or false. Uh, I always explain this to them beforehand and they never understand <laughs> it. They, you just need to say something that's either true or false. Don't reveal if it's true or false yet. And then when they've decided, to decide. Oh, uh, how kay. about...
1: Um, Steven Spielberg's very first movie he ever directed was a film with Dennis Weaver called Duel. True or false?
0: True or false?
1: It's actually
0: uh, true. Uh, it's true. So sit down Just, if you I said got false. Got rid of one. Great. Now you got rid of a couple. Some people were still deciding, and then managed to jump in with true. This lady here, I'll, I'll let her keep it. Uh, the newsreader Kenneth Kendall, who's in, um, it was also uh, the host of Treasure Hunt. Um, was propositioned by the Liberal MP <laughs> Jeremy Thorpe in 1976. Is that true or false? Well, yeah. everyone's going for false. It could be an inch, could be a win, straight win here. It is false. That would have been brilliant, they wouldn't If I'd set that up, that would have been a genius thing. I thought, I thought people were like, "That's clever." He set that up, and no, they didn't. Have you no, got another one? No, uh, be about anything
1: or anyone? The 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 inventor of the geodesic dome was an American named Buckminster Fuller. True or false? True or false.
0: Uh, Their decisions have been. Well, that's good. That's divided them. That's well, actually true. That is true. So sit down, old uh, Jack with his bow tie.
1: He's out. Uh, You're learning things, Jack. You're learning <laughs> things. <laughs> You've learned some stuff. Have you been propositioned by the MP from the. Other, what, what was the guy's name again? <laughs> Jeremy Thorpe. Yeah. Um, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> I'm beginning is to wonder if I've just made him up. Is he responsible for the Thorpe amusement park? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> be good would that it would be, be a great place of proposition, people. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> it would be good and a great attraction to go to.
0: <laughs> I can't remember. There was a very, it was a famous story. It was a, the, he, he had some. Uh, it was a big scandal in the in the early 70s, but it was a long time ago. Um, right. Let me have a think about. Oh, I've prepared something in advance. Uh, the comedian Stuart Lee. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was false. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, comedian Stuart Lee uh, went to school uh, with Michael Gove, the uh, ed- I think he's the education secretary. Uh, true or false? That is false. A lot of people said true. Is there, Who's still in? One, are you the only one still in? No, you got no right two there. people I'm in. So right this is the decider. Whoever goes first gets the choice of things. So make a statement, Dave. And you, whoever goes first gets that. The other one has to go for the other one. So let's, let's go.
1: Sarah Palin, uh, the governor of Alaska, was born in Idaho. True or false?
0: He's gone for false. You're gone for true. It's true. It is true. Everything Dave said is true. He never lies. That's right. So you have, you've won. <laughs> What's your name, madam? Tess.
1: Here you go, Ted. Zed.
0: Th- Zed? What is it? Zed? Wow. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, well, there you've won a hay... F- are you going to wear that hat or are you going to... Great, that's fantastic. And so uh, the there are also some uh, tickets for... Uh, who was second guy there? You can go and see both the shows. The Best of Scottish and uh, and Lee Camp. Uh, Lee Camp brilliant. It's good, Lee Camp. Isn't he? Have you seen... I, I, don't, I only saw him the first time when he came and did the show. But he's very good. So there's Yeah, those. yeah, he's
1: good. He's one of these young American liberal guys who... Um, you know, has an opinion, yeah. So, uh, but no solutions. And, <laughs>
0: and why don't you three take those four tickets and find a friend? Are you, you're not going out with either of these guys? no you really? know within the environs of this podcast I've got a girlfriend I'm very happy but we've agreed well I've told her that yeah, I can have sex with anyone I like because I find it like, frustrating being in Edinburgh because of my past You know, my, everything within me yeah. wants to go and get drunk yeah. and be slapped in the face by women uh, and so within I'm allowed to have sex while this podcast is going on so if you if you fancy it just let me we've got we've got five minutes it'll be more than enough <laughs> We may be able to do it twice. Yeah. If only it didn't take me two weeks to wind it up again.
2: Uh, we have enough. It Bring shoots off, Yeah. out. Yeah, so,
0: uh, so what's the, what are the plans for the rest of the year? What are you doing after Edinburgh? Um,
1: I fly back to America on the 30th of August for three weeks to do some climbs in North Idaho. and putting some new routes up uh, way out in the Selkirk, Selkirk uh, wilderness area. And then I come back and gig. Um... Yeah, I'm shooting another short. Um, hopefully, with the likes of Phil Jupitus. he has expressed an interest in oh, being sweet. in it. And then, uh, then I go to India in November. Uh, not to do gigs, just you know, to look for a child and then uh, <laughs> actually no there's, a, there's a, the comedy store in, in London they have a, a club in India it's, 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 it's great it's fantastic have you done and that before? yeah I've done it yeah. I've done it twice before and it's um, yeah it's, you know, I bought so a bicycle and, and rode around cool and then, um, and then Christmas we get through Christmas and then I go back out to the Alps and go ice climbing so yeah you're a very uh,
0: adventurous man I mean, I have none of no kind of spirit for, do, for that kind of. Yeah,
1: but you're touring, you know. <laughs> I am. Yeah, me, I'm, I'm just all I want. All I'm doing, I'm just trying to subsidize my habits, which is right now climbing frozen waterfalls. So, yeah. uh And Scotland, which is the birthplace of modern ice climbing, it's my goal to get up and do some stuff on Ben Nevis, you know. So yeah, cool. Eh.
0: And um, what? So what's, what are the films about? Were they are they just short films? Actually, are they what are they, are they well, they're, from they're your f- life or are they? No,
1: no, well, no. They're, they're, the first one I did was years ago. It was a dark comedy about domestic violence. Uh, no, it wasn't autobiographical. And then um, <laughs> and then the one I just did was a uh, another short one. It was about a guy who who comes in. He needs petrol. He, and he doesn't have any money. And he's so. Distraught, he ends up robbing the petrol station, and he's so crap at it, he convinces a guy working there to teach him how to rob a petrol station. <laughs> so they switch roles, and then the guy who works there ends up robbing the guy who tried to rob him. Right. <laughs> and then the next one is about a guy who comes in to read a, a meter, you know, underneath the stairs at a at a, at a house, and, and this woman living there has got a uh, there's a flyer that came through the letterbox that says, you know, people who are posing as meter readers are robbing you, and she thinks this is the guy, so she locks him under the stairs. And uh, and just feeds some biscuits under the under the door. <laughs> so uh, right.
0: are these available anywhere for people to buy or view? No, no, no. They no, eventually they're, um, uh, the, 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 <laughs> they're the hidden dark, in a box.
1: The uh, the domestic volume ones is is on YouTube. It's called Single Wide. Just type in my name, Dave Fulton, and Single Wide for your YouTube search engine. And then, uh, then your Google uh, uh, filter bubble will actually start whi- whipping you down those uh, avenues, and it's on YouTube. And then the uh, the other one, uh, we're just wrapping it up, and it'll be submitted to all the film festivals. Right. And then the other one, I'll be doing soon. Um, I'm actually proposing an idea for next year, doing something called the Comedian Short Film Festival in Edinburgh, and we'll do like two weeks of. Not just me, but all any comic with a ten minute or sh- less short, and we'll air them, and we'll serve popcorn, and we'll talk about them, and we'll have a big award at the end. So fantastic! All right. right.
0: So wait, where's your show on? Let's plug your show. And let's. My, get some- my
1: show's at the Stand Five, which um, if you go to the far end of York and then uh, turn <laughs> turn uh, left at the uh, the drunk homeless guy, and uh, keep going down further and further, and then you'll pass a uh, a corpse and a couple people having sex on a bin and. Um, <laughs> I am uh, right around there. It's, it's, it's a stand five, and it's at 1120 at night. Uh, lots of tickets for sale But um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, yeah And please It's a lot of long stories A lot of stuff That really happened to me Some you've heard here uh, Most you haven't And uh, if you come by Great I'll, I'll give you a free sticker Free hey fucker sticker so, uh, <laughs> Stick it on my face On my my yeah, expensive yeah. poster No no yeah, yeah. He's got a great poster By the way I like your poster <laughs> Thank right. you yeah. The
0: man in the evening Standard thought it was awful But everyone else seems what to the like hell? That's a free paper yeah. What the hell do they know <laughs> It that's, has its fallen on hard That's time. like a
1: half of Evolutionary step up From the metro <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh shit You like the show though. I guess that's more important uh, and uh, Steve Gribbin you must go and see him at I think it was 7 o'clock at stand 2 or something like that uh, look it up in the fucking paper uh, and I'm at uh, the Cow Barn at uh, 8.50 there are still tickets available for most shows this week it, it uh, <laughs> goes it go, well, with all of my shows I mean most shows in Edinburgh it kind of goes dead it's a great time to come to Edinburgh if you're at home because no one's here uh, so uh, thank you very much for coming along please give it up for my two fantastic guests Dave Ford, ladies and gentlemen amazing and Steve Gribbin Uh, We'll be back tomorrow with Amit Jalili and uh, Jen Brister, so do book for that. Come and see, that's going to be amazing. Thank you very much.
2: See you tomorrow. Bye.